Chapter Thirty of Huckleberry Finn. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn by Mark Twain. Chapter Thirty. When they got aboard, the king went for me and shook me by the collar and says trying to give us the slip was ye you pup tired of our company hey i says no your majesty we weren't please don't your majesty quick then and tell us what was your idea or i'll shake the insides out of you honest i'll tell you everything just as it happened your majesty the man that had a holt of me was very good to me and kept saying he had a boy about as big as me that died last year and he was sorry to see a boy in such a dangerous fix and when they was all took by surprise by finding the gold and made a rush for the coffin he lets go of me and whispers heal it now or they'll hang ye sure and i let out i didn't seem no good for me to stay i couldn't do nothing and i didn't want to be hung if i could get away so i never stopped running till i found the canoe and when i got here i told jim to hurry or they'd catch me and hang me yet and said i was afraid you and the duke wasn't alive now and i was awful sorry and so was jim and that was awful glad when we see you coming you may ask jim if i didn't jim said it was so and the king told him to shut up and said oh yes it's mighty likely and shook me up again and said he reckoned he'd drowned me but the duke says let go the boy you old idiot would you a done any different did you inquire around for him when you got loose i don't remember it so the king let go of me and begun to cuss that town and everybody in it but the duke says you'd better a blame you give yourself a good cussing for you're the one that entitled to it most you hain't done a thing from the start that had any sense in it except coming out so cool and cheeky with that imaginary blue arrow mark that was bright it was right down bully and it was the thing that saved us for if it hadn't been for that they'd a jailed us till them englishmen's baggage come and then the penitentiary you bet but that trick took em to the graveyard and the gold done us a still bigger kindness for if the excited fools hadn't let go all holts and made that rush to get the look we'd a slept in a cravats to-night cravats weren't it to wear too longer than we need em they was still a minute thinking then the king says kind of absent-minded like and we'd reckon the nigger stole it that made me squirm yes says the duke kinder slow and deliberative sarcastic we did after about a half a minute the king draws out leastways i did the duke says the same way on the contrary i did the king kind of rustles ruffles up and says look here bilgy water what are you referring to 
the duke says pretty brisk when it comes to that maybe you'll let me ask but was you referring to shucks says the king very sarcastic but i don't know maybe you was asleep and didn't know what he was about the duke bristles up now and says oh let it up this cussed nonsense do you take me for a blame fool don't you reckon i know who hid that money in the that coffin yes sir i know you do you know because you done it yourself it's a lie and the duke went for him the king sings out take your hands off let go my throat i take it all back the duke says well you was just stone up first that you did hide that money there intending to give me the slip one of these days and come back and give it up and have it all to yourself wait just a minute duke answer me this one question honest and fair if you didn't put the money there say it and i'll believe you then take back everything i said you old scoundrel i didn't and you know i didn't there now well then i believe you but answer me only just this once more now don't get mad didn't you have it in your mind to hook the money and hide it the duke never said in nothing for a little bit then he says well i don't care if i did i didn't do it anyway but you not only had it in mind to do it but you done it i wish i'd never die if i'd done it duke that's honest i won't say i weren't going to do it because i was but you i mean somebody got in ahead of me it's a lie you done it and you got to say you done it or the king began to gurgle and then he grasps out no i own up i was very glad to hear him say that it made me feel much more easier than what i was feeling before so the duke took his hands off and says if you ever deny it again i'll drown you it's well for you to sit there then blubber like a baby it's fitting for you after the way you've acted i never see such an old ostrich for wanting to gobble everything and i a trustin you all the time like you was my own father you ought to been ashamed of yourself to stand by and hear it saddled onto a lot of poor niggers and you never see a word for em it makes me feel ridiculous to think i was soft enough to believe that rubbish cost you i can see now why you were so anxious to make up the deficit you wanted to get what money i'd got out of the nonsuch and one thing or another and i'll scoop it all the king says timid and still a snuffling why duke it was was uh, that you that said make up the deficit it weren't me dry up i don't want to hear no more out of you says the duke and now you see what you got by it they've got 
all their own money back, and all Arn by a shekel or two besides. Glong to bed, and don't you deficit me no more deficits long's you live. So the king sneaked into the wigwarm, and took a to his bottle for comfort, and before long the duke tackled his bottle, and so in about a half an hour they was as thick as thieves again, and the tighter they got, the lovinger they got, and went off a-snoring in each other's arms. They both got powerful, mellow, but I noticed the king didn't get mellow enough to forget to remember, to not deny about hiding the money bag again. That made me feel easy and satisfied. Of course, when they got to snoring, we had a long gabble, and I told Jim everything. End of chapter 30 Read by Elijah Fisher